Are you frustrated with your government contracting journey? Do you feel like there's just something missing in your business, but you just can't put your finger on it? Are you finding enough opportunities? Are you struggling to win the few opportunities you do find? Do you have a plan of attack or a strategy for this market? Would you like somebody to review your current approach? Maybe it's time to consider getting a coach. Our team of coaches have helped our clients win over $13.6 billion in government contracts. We've figured out how to help companies just like you accelerate in this market. Market. If you want to find out if coaching is for you, go to federal-access.com forward slash govcon coaching today and fill out a coaching application. I will personally respond to your application and schedule a time for us to talk about your business. There's no cost for the session. There's no obligation. There's no hard sell or anything like that. What I will guarantee you is I will review your top challenges and give you detailed advice. And if coaching makes sense for you, I'll walk through your options. Visit federal-access.com forward slash govcon coaching today to get started. Now let's get into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. Welcome to another edition of Game Changers for Government Contractors. I am your host, Mike Lejeune, and today we're going to be talking about a not-so-fun topic. I know a lot of people don't like talking about this, but it's something that I think we need to talk about today because I think it's going to help really prepare you for what's kind of going on in the economy. So let me back up for a moment and talk about what I've watched over the last year or so. So if we take a look at the economy and what's going on, one of the things we have to start with is where we we are politically. And so I'm not going to get into politics or anything like that. But when we get into a political cycle where this is an election year, it's an important election year. You know, we are hearing, you know, a lot of rumblings that the House and the Senate are probably going to change who's leading them and that sort of thing. And anytime we go into an election where that is part of the theme, and it doesn't matter which side it's going to flip to, when you hear that kind of stuff, it starts to cause uncertainty in the market for a lot of different reasons, but one of them is based on who's in power politically determines where a lot of the laws and things that happen, whether we're going to see other, you know, infrastructure bill type things come out. There's so many different things that impact the economy based on who's making the laws, right? You have that uncertainty. You mix that in with lingering COVID. You mix that in with sky high inflation and all the things that are going on. And it's really a perfect storm for a recession. Some people say we've been in it for a year. Some people say we've been in it for six months. Some people say we're going into it. Some people say we're not going into it. Here's the thing for me, the simplest form of it is when you see a recession, it's a massive slowdown of the economy. What I see a lot of times from people, from business owners, is they pull back from everything they're doing. They pull back from their marketing. They pull back from their sales. They pull back from their customer service. They they start to downsize. They 
start acting like they're in trouble before they're in trouble. And look, there's something to be said for conserving cash because I think that's really important right now. So I, I think it's super important that you are managing your finances really well. But I think that's important all the time. So I see this from a lot of different companies where when times are booming, they're just not paying attention to anything. They're spending like crazy. They couldn't care less, but all of a sudden they're like, ooh, times are going to get tight. Let's go ahead and tighten that belt now preemptively before anything gets bad. And again, areas that typically get cut are areas that impact your customers. It's just the wildest thing. It also impacts getting new customers. So marketing and all that kind of stuff. As we go into an election year, there's a lot of uncertainty. The worst is when we go into a presidential election year where that president has served two full terms and we know for certain that the next president is going to be a new person. When we know that's coming, then there's so much uncertainty. So people really just switch off a lot of different things in their business. It's just the way it is. And so they hold back and they wait. And even after the election, typically we're like, okay, money's going to start going because now we know who the person is. Guess what? It doesn't happen that way. Typically, the money doesn't start flowing again until 100 days after that person is in office because that first 100 days is so critical. We get to see what that president is going to do. What is that president going to sign? All those different kind of things. Typically, that uncertainty goes from the springtime, previous year, somewhere in the springtime, all the way around to the next springtime. It's almost a year of uncertainty and slowdown when there's a presidential election after a two-term president. Right now, again, there's a lot of uncertainty going into this election cycle. There's already financial issues. There's already COVID issues. There's the inflation issues, all those different things going on, causing people to say, let me pull back. Let me watch my spending because man, everything has gotten way more expensive from groceries to gas to you name it, right? To different services. We've seen that with all the major services out there, whether it's streaming services or something else out there, uh, you know, like my digital marketing stuff. It's gone up almost two, 300% in just the last year or so. All those costs of the basic things have gone up, which makes people pull back. What should you be doing? Well, number one thing is if you don't have access to cash, I think access to cash is a really, really big factor. So making sure right now before banks shut it off that you have whatever type of credit lines that you need to run your business, some sort of revolving credit line, because should you need it, you want to have that in place now, because I guarantee you, whether it is a month from now or three or four months from now, at some point you're going to walk into your bank when you really need money and they're going to go, who are you again? Oh, you bank with us? Oh yeah. You know, we're not really doing those credit lines right now. That kind of, that process is sort of on hold at the bank. You're going to get that sort of response. And it's because when you need money, bank doesn't want to give you money. And that's the way it is for everybody. They hold back because they're like, Hey, it's very, very risky. Go get any sort of credit lines or things like that you need now. Don't use them, but go get those sort of things and put those in place now, just so that you have that. That's, that's actually one of the things I recommend to a lot of people anyway, is to have that in place for cash flow purposes when you're trying to onboard new clients and different things like that. It's a really great time to go and do that now before it gets bad out there. And again, I don't know how bad it's going to get. I don't know if it's going to get a little worse. I don't know if it's not going to get worse and just start getting better. We don't know those things, but we can see from the past. We know from history, if we look at that, we know people are going to not want to make decisions for the next several months. Just for a frame of reference, I'm recording this in late July of 2020. 
2022. Again, I expect a lot of people will probably start to pull back a little bit on what they're doing. Here's the cool thing. If you're listening to this, you are likely a government contractor. And guess what? The government still has to spend all that money they allocate in their budgets every single year. It's almost one of the only industries that I can think of that is somewhat recession-proof. So if you're a government contractor, it's going to keep churning out contracts. Whether you are doing one-off contracts or whether you're doing multi-year contracts, it's one of those industries that it just has to keep spending money no matter what, which to me makes it crazy that the people that are in the business typically pull back like it's affected by that. The only thing that affects the government spending is unfortunately the government, where they do these things like they fight over budgets and stuff like that. You know, that happens every single year. They fight over the budget and they pass short-term resolutions in order to, you know, mitigate a little bit of spending for three weeks here and four weeks there and five weeks there until they finally get a budget in place, usually in March, just in time for the Q4 rush of the government. So that, that happens a lot. It's extremely frustrating, but they're still spending money on other things, like a lot of the necessities, things that are under contract, all that kind of stuff. It really is one of the few industries that is recession-proof. My urge to you today is if you are a government contractor, which you likely are because you're listening to this podcast, if you are, one of the things that you should be doing is strategizing. Like, hey, within our core agencies that we target, those two or three agencies, are there departments, are there offices that we don't have a foothold in? Okay, that needs to go on our radar right now because those are low-hanging fruit organizations, right? If you are already working in an agency and there's, say, 12 different silos or departments or whatever you want to call them, there's all these different offices that you could be working in and you're not, those are the ones where, hey, we have past performance with the agency as a whole. Now, that past performance translates really well into a different office within the agency. It translates better than just going into a brand new agency that you have no past performance in. So targeting those agencies within or those offices within your target agencies is one of the areas I'd be spending some time in. Looking at your marketing, what's been working in the past, what hasn't, you know, your outreach, your salespeople, those sort of things. What has been working for you? Is it calling contracting officers? Is it setting up capability briefs with you know, small business reps and KOs and program managers and that sort of thing. What's been working for you? Now do more of it. Now's the time to do more of it because guess what? All of your competitors are starting to pull back. They're all starting to pull back. As they come back from the summer and they start to re-engage their business, because for some reason, government contractors tend to take a lot of the summertime off. As they come back from the summertime and they start to re-engage the business, one of the things they're going to do is say, hey, times are tough. Where can we make cuts? Where can we we pull back? Do we really need five salespeople? Could we get by with four? Could we really, you know, get by with only three people and customers? You know, that's the decision making they're making instead of focusing on growing their business. They're focusing on survival. You need to focus on growth because I guarantee you, if you can grow, then guess what? You're going to outpace your competition and you're going to continue to steadily grow. Guess what's going to happen to your competition? Your competition is going to slow down because they're going to start putting less 
best things in their funnel. And then when we start to pull out of the recession, it'll be six months before the news outlets and everything start to say, yeah, we finally pulled out of this because it's sort of slow on the reporting side, uh, on the public side of things. But as those reports start to come out and people get a little bit more confidence, we're talking way after the election cycle and all that kind of stuff. After that happens, those people are going to say, hey, it's time to get back in gear. And what's going to happen for them is they're going to realize that they're starting from scratch. They're like, wow, my funnel is really stale. You know, my sales funnel is really, really stale. There's, uh, you know, there's not enough opportunities in it. I haven't been tracking things. I haven't talked, I haven't been talking to contracting officers. They're going to start off with a really small sales funnel and it's going to take them six to 12 months to really build that up. Here's the opportunity for you. If most of your competition or even some of your competition is backing off of RFPs, they're backing off of conversations with customers, they're backing off of their salespeople and all that kind of stuff, that creates opportunity for you. That creates opportunity for you. There's going to be less competition on some of these RFPs, probably not more. There's probably going to be less because people are going to be a little bit pickier about what they chase. So that's one of those things. There's also going to be some really good people in the market that were working for a company and the company just arbitrarily let them go. They said, hey, you know what? Out of these five people, you know, it's all, it's all pretty even, but, uh, you know, we're going to focus more on Air Force and the Army instead of the joint commands. So we're going to let that account rep go. And so there's going to be some people entering the market. So there may, may be some talent there that you can pick up. You know, there's a lot of different advantages for the company that's thinking growth minded in this time versus the company that's thinking, you know, how do I conserve every dollar I have and, you know, hide it away in a cave for a rainy day. Those companies are really going to struggle. They're going to struggle to come out of this recession time and it's going to be very, very difficult for them. So, so my advice to you today, number one is get that line of credit that you need. Number two, sit down and start to strategize and come up with a really good plan of attack over the next six to 12 months because that plan of attack and how you get in front of more customers, how you write more RFPs, that plan of attack is what's not only going to get you through this recession, it may turn into one of the best things you've ever done and make it the biggest year of your company because again, you're going to have in some cases less competition. That doesn't mean that it's going to be the way it is in every case. There may be a couple of contracts that everybody eyeballs and you know, instead of getting 20 RFPs, they get 50 responses to those. But overall, I think it's going to reduce the amount of competition that you have. And look, here's the cool thing. When you have less competition calling your contracting officers, guess what is the one thing you're going to be able to actually do? You're actually going to be able to get a hold of these people for the first time in your life, right? Because they're so hard to get a hold of. That's going to be really awesome. Get out there. Make sure you've got the cash you need. Make sure you've got a strategic plan of how you're going to attack this situation because this is a massive opportunity. Some of the biggest wealth is created during down economic times. And we're seeing one of those in the commercial market. So that's an indication that it's time for you to jump on this opportunity, grab the bull by the horns and go and make things happen for you. If you're struggling to figure out what those activities are and where you should be spending your time and all that kind of stuff, reach out to us, reach out to us. We'll sit down, we'll have a conversation with you. And if it makes sense, we'll help coach you through this kind of stuff. That's what we do. If you have any questions, as always, you know how to reach me. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.